Welcome, everybody, to Brosé, the podcast for bros who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I always am, by my bros, Richard Sweeten. Hey, guys. Sean O'Brien. Hello. Timothy Hansen. Hello. Coming to us live from Nepal. Nepal. Via remote Skype contact. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. How's everything in Nepal right now, Tim? Uh, foreign. Honestly, it sounds like you're not making a lot of an effort to assimilate with the local population. No, I'm not very good at that. Although no. I'm short, so maybe I kind of like you hide could, uh, Pay the somebody to help you with the, whatever the local currency is. What's what is that again, Tim? I don't know. Is it rand? Is it? No, that's uh, South, that's I, South I, Africa. <laughs> None of us know. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't. We should pick a country that we know about. Yeah, this is fair. Yeah, uh, I'm in South Africa, not Nepal. Is, isn't they that use there? rand? Everest somewhere, right? I don't even really know where Nepal is, so... No, Me neither. I, I was going to say cold, but I was like, all Sherpas cold? are from Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, Tim. You're actually now in London. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, the fish and uh, chips are terrible. The tea, and, or the, the tube and fish and chips and all that. The tea Why is, is my beer warm? <laughs> uh, so anyway, we have a great show for you guys <laughs> this week. This is episode 2-2, so we are on round two of our, our marathon of, of rosé drinking. Uh, for those of you who have not listened to the show before, the object is very simple. We consume rosé throughout the course of the evening. Uh, this is the second glass of rosé that we're drinking on this fine evening, and we answer questions posed to us by the women in our lives uh, about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, anybody have any addendums, qu- uh, revisions to that explanation? I just want to give you a clap for not saying premise this time. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're not long off of uh, editing our last round of podcasts, and I think I said premise like 942 <laughs> times. <laughs> it's the worst Give thing I've like the show five. since I told Tim he was in Nepal. Um, so, so we did episode 2-1. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen. It's, it's a fine episode. We tackled a number of great topics, including uh, names, uh, extended family members, and our favorite Disney princesses. Honestly, I think we, we touched on all the big ones, so I don't know what could even possibly be left. But there, there, we have an important PSA, because today is Tuesday, November 6th, if you're hearing this uh, in the future. And this is election day. This is really a big deal, guys. <sighs> yeah. So it's 2018, and we're two years away from, uh, for two years removed from uh, one hell of a presidential election. And oh uh, boy, that cool. was a doozy. That was a bad one. That was a that was a rough one. <laughs> so uh, so I have here. Uh, I, I want to read you an official PSA from the Brose uh, Coalition for Young Voters. Uh, and now for a brief public service announcement for by the Brose Coalition for Young Voters. By the way, if you're looking for a coalition of all voters, please look up literally any other voting group. <laughs> Remember that Tuesday, November sixth is election day. So get out there and vote. Without your vote, there will be no votes, and the things you're voting on will go unvoted. Voting is a big important. The bad votes? Think about the bad votes. If you don't vote your vote, bad votes will vote all over your constitutional vote. Make your voice be voted by all the fat cat votes on Wall Street and Washington. This is the most important... No collusions! Hold on, sorry. Um, This is the most important election in our vote times, with many of our votes on the line. Grr. The 1%. Took all our jobs, put them back in a coal town. But people from Mexa, China stand. They want to take back them back from honest, hardworking Heartland votes like you. Or not like you. One of them. Vote! In conclusion, there has never been a better vote to vote. Go down to your local vote-a-thon and put your thingy on the thingy and tell those guys to quit their voting because you're here to vote. Vote, 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 votey, vote, vote. Investigate? <laughs> 
That's no, we don't go, investigate. Really go vote. Yeah, for, for real. For real, please go vote. <laughs> yes, please. Please, like, our democracy depends like, this on is, this is engagement. <laughs> like, like, this is the thing. Like, when you look at the last presidential election, like, the argument that a lot of Trump supporters throw out there is that, like, oh, well, you know... You know, one out of two people, or like, was it, what, what was the final percentage? You got like forty-four percent or something like that. If that, like, yeah. If that, but when you look at the overall vote tally, it works out to like one in four or one in five people in this country that actually voted for Donald Trump, and <laughs> like half the country didn't vote. Yeah. They didn't even come out to the polls. So please go out and do something, whether you're voting Democrat, not Republican this time, <laughs> but Democrat or third party or something like that. Like just please go out there and 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 make your voice heard and do like as as Tim pointed out to us, Tim, Tim, give your PSA on putting a nominal amount of uh, of in, of research into this. Absolutely. Just do a little bit of your research. Make sure your vote isn't just, oh, I'm going to do all the left side. Or, What's mm-hmm. column C? I answered C for questions in high school. That seemed to work. Yeah. Uh, so do a little bit of research. Do yourself and this country a favor. Uh, take an hour break from YouTube or Reddit or Pornhub or whatever you happen to be uh, <laughs> dealing with. And well, just make sure get to it follow done. follow us on Pornhub at <laughs> Bros A Podcast. To register to vote. Well, um, don't edit Tim, that out. Tim is pantsless right now, so I mm, think that would technically yes. be. Um, but wait, if you vote, thought vote. I was that, if you thought I was pantsless, what did you think my line was? Um, that you that you were good looking pantsless. I don't know. I'm just being an asshole now because I don't remember what your. <laughs> that was that nobody was loves me. A week ago. Yeah, that was a whole week ago, Tim. <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to remember? And by the way, why haven't you put pants on for the last seven days? <laughs> Because I work from home now. <laughs> Voter um, percentage in 2016 was 61.4%. Oh, my God. Um, Isidewith.com, uh, and I, I'm sure there are, are voting registration websites that will help you figure out if you're registered to vote at this point. It's probably a little bit late in the game to actually go register to vote, but if you are registered, please just go. It takes like 30 minutes. Do it on your ride home from work. A lot of the polls in Jersey, where we're located right now, are closed at 8 o'clock at night. Just go out there and do it. It, it, does, it takes very little time. You got a cool sticker at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet sticker. A dope sticker. And in, in spite of the fact that it feels like your your singular voice does not matter when you vote, it's all of those little voices added together that mm-hmm. matter. So you have to be part of the solution yeah. to the problems that we're dealing with right now. And yeah. if you honestly, if you don't think there are any problems going on and you want to vote straight Republican, <laughs> listen, at least you're friggin' voting. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if you stayed home. <laughs> but at least you're voting. Yeah, like at least like put some thought into it. Yes. Like get the machinations in your brain going and think about these these issues and 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 legitimately consider them beyond just screaming. Like if if, if the the extent of your participation in our national discourse is just screaming at each other on Facebook. Like that's great, awesome, good for you. Just please like take one extra step. Go and go to like the local church or the elementary school and just vote for something. Like do a little mm-hmm. research. So um, anyway, so that's our voting PSA. <laughs> um, shall we go on to the second round of questions? Um, shall we, wait, should we talk about the first? first? What's that? Oh, yeah, the, the wine. Yeah, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. I promise I'm going to remember this segment one time. Um, so we, we introduced should have called a bit this time. It's not. I know it's not a bit. The bit is is all the dumb shit that I do for this show. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, Rich, yeah, I, I want to start with your tasting notes on this one. All right. So I am drinking, again, Rhone to Bone, Coats de Rhone. 
is the name of I'm, I'm, I'm not Roan to Bone. Hey, I'm Chet, you bitch, and I'm here with Roan to Bone. Even, even on the back, it says Roan to Bone. Uh, I forgot the Roan to the Bone. Okay. <laughs> Roan to it's, Bone. It's Roan to the Bone, Rose Coats du Rhone, embodies an authentic expression of great Coats de Rhone wine. It will be sure to enchant all connoisseurs. Mm. And its tasting notes is a clear light pink color. <laughs> <laughs> An inexplicable tasting note to reference the color of the wine. Well, I, I will say, though, this is a beautiful color. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I think this looks great. Yeah. I don't think... So you got a nice, like, airy, like, almost yeah. like a pastel, like, salmon-y color. Mm-hmm. I like um, it. Sean is holding up his Josh wine, and uh, a, a little bit more... It's a little darker. A little darker, yeah. Yeah, but it's... it's Honestly, this is... Maybe the one of the best roses I've had in a very long time. Really? I yeah. I initially I was like, I just picked it up because it was named Josh, and I thought that was funny. But it is legitimately very good. Mm-hmm. And it's uh yeah, it's like every rose. Drink it in the summer, and it has strawberries. It has a lot of berries in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's I'm, very good. I'm drinking an apothic rose. Um, as I was talking with these guys uh, before we we started recording, the only reason I know this brand is because every type of wine I've gotten from them has been like the winemakers blend. Like it's not even like the nine dollar like Sutter Home like Cabernet Sauvignon. It's just like red and and, what, and and it's good wine I've got it for people and, and either they like it a lot or they don't have the heart to tell me that it's complete trash hello so hey Tim uh, so uh, this is a, a rosé that blends layers of strawberry and watermelon with a hint of raspberry uh, in a refreshing wine that is light in color yet dark in nature uh, and I guess it's probably I guess it's closer to, to I guess it's clo- I was gonna say it was closer to rich but I guess it's actually like yours is darker than Darker than Sean's, yeah. yeah. Um, like a whole full palette. This is compelling. This is this is it. Yeah, boy, boy. I'll tell you what. This visually based uh, analysis of our wine. Um, here's the problem: is that we can only analyze it based on how it looks because we're we don't know. Like we don't know any no. of the tasting notes yet. This is the second time we've done this. If, if there's any sommeliers who want to come on and discuss with us. How we actually should be drinking and rating this wine? At Brose Podcast on Twitter. Uh, please, please hit us up. Yeah, but we won't be doing that weird, like, <laughs> no. thing, because <that's, laughs> I don't think anybody wants to hear that. We already did Only that if we're drinking Chianti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and fava beans. Tim, uh, please, please uh, regale us with the tale of your Brose. Uh, I'm drinking Mum Napa's Brut Rose Champagne, because fuck everyone else. Uh... My I color. I remind the listener that Tim was planning on just drinking scotch for every episode, and we shamed him. And we shamed him into going all the way on the other side of the spectrum to drink something even fruitier than normal rosé. Because spite makes my life worth living. Uh, <laughs> you know, toxic uh, it's, masculinity. It's, it's, we did the opposite for for Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bastard. Uh, so my color is probably light, similar to Richie's, from what I can tell. Uh, it says black cherry and citrus, blah, 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 blah. I actually, oh, wait, no, look at this. Is stylish choice for a festive weekend brunch, a casual dinner, or Monday night podcast? That's weird. Whoa, Whoa. that is very specific. It's very specific, <laughs> so I think I picked the right one. That's very weird. Uh, what does it say about Tuesday, November 6th podcasts? <laughs> um, it says vote. Vote. Just get, out vote. There. get out there and vote. All right. So we're moving on to envelope number two. Uh, again, these are, are questions that none of us have seen before. These are in a sealed envelope uh, that has two wine glasses on the front. Uh, and on the back, it says two. 
Count them two rosé glasses. <laughs> Are you ready for the, the wonderful vagaries of this envelope? I'm, I'm st- I guess so. I'm, I'm, right. I'm buckled up and ready to go. All right. So, in this envelope, the first question that we have, worst date. So this is interesting. Okay. All right. So, there was this girl I matched with on... What was I using? Was it Coffee Means Bagel, I believe. Um, she'll probably never hear this. She lived out in Bordentown. Uh, I think Bordentown, even maybe even further than that. But we met at Chickens and Pete's in Bordentown, I believe. Um, I show up maybe five minutes early. I get a beer and I'm sitting there waiting for her. She's 15 minutes late. She sits down. First thing she does, pulls out her phone, looks at it, and puts her phone flat down on the table. Like, screen side up, too. The entire time I'm talking to her, I'm like, so tell me about this. Tell me about that. She's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then that's it. She doesn't she doesn't ask me a question. She doesn't try to conversate. She just answers my question, and that's it. There's no back and forth. No back and forth. At one point, I, like she even said that she went and uh, for vacation, she went to some, uh, like, tropical country and helped um, help sea turtles go out into the ocean. And my response was, oh, my God, I love turtles. And her response was, great. <laughs> Please, if you can keep that silence, that's exactly <laughs> information um, acquired. Then, Stimulating um, conversation. Uh, so yeah, like I think I had two beers. She had a beer or two, and she's like, "All right, I gotta go." And she left. I said bye. I hugged her bye, and I have not heard from her since. This was like hmm. a, a year and a half. Well, it two sounds years like ago. it's you. You won in that. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you came out on like, top. Like yeah, I should, yeah, yeah. I should have known because she was really bad at texting me back on the app. She was bad at texting me app on the, texting me back on the phone, and she's just yeah. She was a terrible conversation. So how now? Now you are you are currently doing uh, the online dating thing. If you had to rank, is what is the rank of online dating apps in your opinion? Yeah, in your experience. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Christian Mingle, number one. Number one. Plenty of fish. Number two. J-Day. Farmers only. Number three. Uh, Well, let's see. I've used... uh, Rich is like super highly rated on black people meat for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I've used used Tinder, Coffee Meets Bagel, OkCupid. And even though it's not a dating site, Whisper. Um, And I've met more people from Whisper and Coffee Meets Bagel... So it'd probably be like Whisper and then Coffee Maze Bagel and Tinder are probably tied and then okay Cupid, I've never met anybody from that on. Hmm. I don't even get responses to messages back. So I was just like I stopped using okay Cupid. In defense of okay Cupid, <laughs> I met my wife on it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so uh, so, so for, for one for one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But but also I had a ton of weird people talk to me on mm-hmm. OkCupid. Like, it was... Mary was maybe the last person that I was going to talk to before I, I kind of swore it off because I was like, I'm only getting weirdos right. who want me to be there. Like, it would be people getting out of, like, four-year-long relationships. Like, I want you... There was one girl who... 
uh, I had the same name as her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and it was super weird because she was like obviously trying to fit me into that. And I was like, uh, I don't know you. Yeah. So Very strange. Yeah. So That's it's, you know, awkward. good and bad. Good and bad. Yeah. Okay, Cupid. Um, I did have one person who I, I started calling on. This is oh, five-ish, six-ish years mm-hmm. ago. Who um, started talking to me. And they said in their profile, I'm in a relationship. Which is a weird thing to lead off your opening cute <laughs> profile with. But I also had the most interesting conversation with her. And I was like, I've never met in person, anything like well, that. It's but. probably because there was no pressure. Because you're yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to get this person because they're already in a relationship. Exactly. So I can just be a, a friend with them. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. what's up? You know, she had a Flyers jersey on, so we talked about the Flyers. It was awesome. Um... I think the weirdest part of OKCupid was I, yeah. I, I had like yeah, I, for those who aren't familiar with OKCupid, if somebody finds your profile uh, and clicks on it later, you will see, hey, X, Y, and Z person uh, found your profile and looked at it while you were gone, and one of them looked very familiar, and I realized it was someone I dated in high school. Oh, that happened to me too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and not I don't know if this was OKCupid etiquette or not. But I sent her a message and said, boy, what are the odds, huh? I did that, yeah, too, and she guy. got very mad at me. <laughs> she was like, do not. Oh, no. Please. This, this, is, is, this is separate from real life. This is a mistake. I don't know you. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, incidentally, the person who found me on OkCupid, uh, the ex-girlfriend from high school, is also the person I had my worst date ever, the one that jumps first to mind. Because when I was in high school... Uh, it was a first date with this girl, and we ended up dating for a few months after that. But the first date, we went to a hibachi restaurant in Downingtown. And on the outside of the door, it said, you know, early bird special. You know, come in by 5 o'clock, and your meal is like $15 maximum. I'm like, great. I'm a broke high school kid. This is awesome. All I have is the money that I got from my dad. <laughs> so we go through the whole thing, and then we get the bill at the end, and it's like $100. And I was like, what is this? And they said, oh, well, you didn't start eating until 5.05. <laughs> so you have to eat at the normal price, which is like $100. And I lost my goddamn mind. Because, <laughs> yeah, again, uh, gender roles aside, the move you don't want to make is, hey, I'm broke already. <laughs> because we already we were going to go bowling after that. So I'm like, I'm flat out of money and I can only pay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that, was, that was probably the worst one just because it was like... Get things started on the right foot. <laughs> Miraculously, we continued a relationship for like six strong high school months after that, but uh, not 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 a great start. So I would say that's my worst one. That that Tim? just sucks. That it, sucks so terrible. much. Also, that and I'm also my, curious who it is. Uh, we'll discuss. We can off talk the air. offline. We'll talk offline. Uh, but uh, but it was at the Hibachi where there's apparently like a shooting like five years later. So like really like just just knocking one out of the park for the Hibachi in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, that Hibachi is legit. I love it, that place. It's delicious and it's terrifying. <laughs> um, I also think it's really funny that like you go to Hibachi, which is like, oh yeah, this is Japanese cuisine. Blah 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 blah. Last time I went. The hostess was Japanese or of some sort of Asian, and everybody else was Indian. Really? I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Hmm. It's one of those like the expectations. The food was still phenomenal. It was just like, I am confused. Not to bring up somebody who was accused of um, not great things, but Louis C.K. had a specific (laughs) joke about this, um, where it was like the the, the quote-unquote mild racism, where it's like, 
boy, it's just it's just something you don't expect. Where it's like, oh, I was at an Italian restaurant and there were two black women running. Like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, it's it's just it's just like it's it's just something you don't expect. Like, yeah. there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but it's just like, okay, it's a hibachi Japanese restaurant and everybody here is not Japanese. That's that's just not. It's not jiving with what the computer says. And my, the computer in my brain says should be happening. Yeah, yeah. The, the mildly racist computer in my brain. Exactly. The mildly racist computer in my brain <laughs> says this is not supposed to be happening. Yeah. Um, all right, Tim. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know because I didn't really go on dates. It was more or less just like. All right. Don't brag. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> no, it's more or less I hung out with people in a group setting, and then at some point they're just like, hey, do you want to be something more than that? I'm like, sure, I guess. But there was never really dates. So I was always just chilling at somebody's house for the most part. So nothing so, to say like Chumley's and King of Prussia? That was just you and like <laughs> Vince, and we sang. Yeah, and I've never forgiven beautiful. you for it. <laughs> we made beautiful music. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, no, so I would, I would say I probably have two. One was a girl I was trying to date while going to boarding school. And uh, we went to a football game at Downing Tennis. We snuck in with all of our band friends. And then she proceeded to, like, not talk to me the entire time. Hmm. And it was super weird. So I ended up just, like, goofing off with the other girls that I happen to know that were up in our section. And then she got mad about it. And then... She was just pissed off and freezing cold after the game. I'm like, I don't know what you wanted me to do. I don't have a car. You you so, could have started her with like going to a high school band anything and, and started <laughs> that as as like the worst date of your life. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. I had a great time with all my bandos. You guys are great. Oh yeah. We were we were awesome. I don't know what happened to you and <laughs> whoever it was. Uh so um, and then my um, second one would be like the day after I started dating somebody. Like I quit my job. Because she was my boss at the time. I quit my job. We officially started dating. Took her out for her birthday and, like, got a bunch of people to go. And, like, halfway through the night, she just started flirting with random other people. I'm like, that's, what the fuck good. are you that's doing? Good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, you mentioned your OkCupid history. But we don't have any date from you. Oh, uh, well, I, honestly, the, the those were just the people who talked to me. People I ended up going on dates with were always fine. And I'm, like, a real easy... I don't think I've ever, I've ever had a bad date, per se. Because you're a good conversationalist. Like you can you can roll with yeah yeah. I, can, I, I get along with most people, so that it's even if it's, uh, even if it's not going well in terms of romantically, I will, I'd always kind of had an okay, uh, conversation. Time. But I, there was one time when I was kind of seeing this girl for a while before uh, I started dating Mary, and uh, we were going to a wedding together. And the wedding was in Lancaster the day after one of your parties, Matt. Okay. And so I was up to like four o'clock in the morning playing, playing like playing like Mario Kart with like the with the playing cards or whatever. The how, oh, oh Mario Party. Oh, no, 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 the Mario, Mario Party drinking, drinking game. game. That's the best. So we were playing the Mario Party drinking game. You were awake the next I was, day? I was up to like four o'clock and then I had to drive from your house in Delaware to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. No. To Allegheny, Pennsylvania. Wait, wait, wait. Where were they? <laughs> oh my god. Where's, where's it's a great Park? story either way. Dorney Park is like northeastern? 
It's not the northeastern corner. A. It starts with an Allentown. A. Allentown. Yeah. I had to drive from Delaware to Allentown. Woof. So I drove up to Allentown and was so tired. I was hallucinating. <laughs> like it was very. I should not have been on the road. But I, I thought the 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 um the lines on the side of the road were skeletons that were. <laughs> it was Holy terrifying. Shit. I was I was legitimately hallucinating, and I went to this wedding, and it was a dry wedding, and I was like, "Are you?" Are you kidding me? How am I supposed to handle this? I'm about to fall asleep. I'm on like three hours of sleep. And I go and like try to have the best time. I meet a guy and we talk about traffic for like 45 minutes. And then I we go back and uh, I think she's expecting stuff to happen. And I'm just like, boom, and out. And like, <laughs> immediately asleep. It was, it was a nap. Yeah. It was if if she was expecting stuff, I'm so sorry because I slept for like 13 straight hours. <laughs> the, Mar- the Mario Chart Party drinking game has felt uh felt many a player. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, that was maybe the worst in in terms of me contributing to that was the worst date that anyone, right. someone else had been on that I was a part of. <laughs> I had an okay time, but I was it was just a nightmare. Yeah. I I mean Everybody's got one. That's the the point of the question. Everybody's got like one. Like this is the benchmark for how bad it could possibly mm-hmm. get when you go out for something like this. So, um, any other thoughts on that subject? That was that, that was fruitful. No, so that fruitful was fruitful. There. Yeah. All right. And we learned that I'm great at dating. Yeah, you're fucking great. <laughs> and, and Tim as well. So it was like yeah, one bit. Uh, yeah, actually, one wait, no. date that was me. Right. I've never yeah. been on another bad date. No, that's the thing. Like, it's two very different paths to the same destination, which is uh, you both have had no bad dates, really. Sean is because he's a great conversationalist, and Tim just never goes on dates. <laughs> <laughs> and based Pretty on much. the... Can't strike out if you never pick up the bat. <laughs> Based right. on the room right here, we all know who's bad at dates, I guess. <laughs> Rich, say it to my face. <laughs> all right. Uh, the the next question. What is a creative gift you have given or received? Hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't immediately mention the wedding gift that I got from, from my wife, Jenna, which is this fucking kick-ass explorer cherry wood uh, guitar with uh that was that was created in conjunction with my brother and the guitar strap it's got like custom custom pickups and everything with the date of the wedding and our names on it and everything and the strap on it has uh patches with a lot of just like my favorite stuff so like rick and morty are on there sign the hedgehog is on there um and uh because jenna and my brother cooked it up together like jenna knew all like the okay here's the stuff matt likes and alex knew all of the tech stuff to get so it's like lock it like locking strap blocks and everything um and it's it's easily the most beautiful item that i own and because of that i love playing it and i'm also terrified to pick it up because it's like <laughs> i'm such a bad guitar player <laughs> and there's no way that i can do this thing justice because when you for those of you who don't know what an Explorer looks like, please look it up. Um, it is, like, the guitar of, like, prog, like, hard rock. Like, I know how to solo the hell out of any, you know, any song you give me, and that's just not me. Uh, so it, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift. You're selling yourself short. No. You are a lot better than you give yourself credit for. I, I can play rhythm. I can play rhythm but guitar. You, but, I mean, in the space of time that I've known you, you've gotten a lot better since, like, when... It's a I kind thing for you to say, and I appreciate you are, that. You are. You have. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched your progress. And oh, I, yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> 
Yeah, the uh, the acoustic nights at uh, at Duquesne's uh, open mic nights. I, so the uh, first time, so the first time we ever met, we didn't really meet, but you played uh, Rise Against. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> Swing Life Away. Swing Life Away at, at our freshman talent show. <laughs> I didn't know it was you until like four years yeah. until after we graduated. I yeah. was like, oh, I remember that because yeah. <laughs> I remember specifically being afraid that I had lost my key card to get into. Yes, <laughs> I remember it like I rem- the, that panic. And you playing. <laughs> Boy, what a mediocre guitar player. By the way, can I get back into my room tonight? Yeah, I was like, oh shit, it's the second day. Uh, who else has a, has a good gift story? Uh, the most, the most uh, what was it, the most impressive gift or the most memorable creative gift? Oh, I'm dropping stuff everywhere. I'm so drunk. Um, that's something different. So uh, I believe it was the most creative gift you yeah. have ever received. Well, me, given given or received, me and yeah. my brother have like a constant back and forth of giving each other these just like these stupid desk uh, decoration gifts and whatnot. He one time gave, gave me it was a like a foam mouse that you have to stick all the little pieces on. It's just like it was a plastic dome. And you stick each individual square onto this mouse. He knows that I have these ridiculous sausage fingers, <laughs> and like I can't really do like the nice level placement. And so he knew he knows these things drive me nuts, but he gets them for me anyway. Uh, so he's given me that. I've given him. Uh, do you remember? I think like lanyard from like elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you make the different st- like I I bought him that for his because he used to love it in elementary school. So it's kind of a running <clears> joke. Uh, this year for Christmas, he gave me a Lego Snorlax that I still have yet to build. <laughs> because, again, putting together little pieces kind of gives me anxiety because <laughs> um, of these stupid fingers. But uh, the, the best one, the most memorable one, is the one that I've barely even touched, even though I've had it for a year and a half, almost two years, was the uh, base uh, starter set that my parents gave me for Christmas nice. a year and a half ago. I was just like... I don't remember a lot of stuff was going on in my life at that time. And I was just like, I want to learn something new. So I want to learn bass because I feel like I can do bass, um, even though I barely have rhythm. Um, <laughs> so they, I had it was on my Amazon wish list and my mom's a nut. So she thinks she has to give somebody everything that's on their <laughs> Amazon wish list. Sure. And so she just bought it and gave it to me for Christmas, <laughs> along with so much other shit. And I'm like, Mom, you're nuts. Thank you for this. I'll try to learn to play it, and and I still have. Yeah, we'll hook up. To play we'll it. learn how to play it together. <laughs> because if you look to your left, you are the bass player for one night only for Sawhorse, Saw <laughs> uh, the band that the the four of us and and some assorted others have ca- talked about forming for for years. Uh, and uh, and Rich, you're, you're going to be our bass player because be- we finally convinced our, our mutual friend Tim Bulger to play the drums. Yes. So we've got our five. We've got Tim at lead singer. We've got Sean and I on guitar, bass, Rich on bass, and Tim Bulger on the drums. There we go. As long yeah. as all I have to do is. That's all we're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to do any. I don't every song. I can't be flea right now, but yeah, give me. Okay. Uh, I can't think of a very lame bassist. So, because <laughs> the, the guy from like MCR, but that's not what you're gonna be. You're, you're, you're gonna be no, no, no. You're you're gonna be like the Les Claypool of this band. We're gonna make this happen. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. We're gonna be primus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hello, Mr. Crinkle. <laughs> yeah, we're the race car driver. Uh, anyone else with with memorable gifts? Um. I got one. Given or received. Okay, Tim. Uh, so, like, two years ago, uh, 
So this one, like, almost, I thought it was a terrible gift at first because I didn't understand why it was given to me. So my parents got me a clock. And it was just, like, typical basic wall clock. And I'm like, why the fuck did you get me a clock? But it's Christmas, so you can't say that. I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, and she's like, I thought this is what you you wanted. And I'm like, sure. And then it turns out that they're like, it it was supposed to be a joke because I had, uh, I always put a bunch of ridiculous shit on my, uh, my Christmas list. And on there was a Glock 23. And she's like, oh, you said Glock. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it would have made more sense if they put a 23 on the front of the clock. I absolutely would have got it immediately. If you had, if you were writing a movie and you were writing like the the scene where your mom misunderstands a Christmas gift and gets you a clock instead of a Glock, like I would be like, no, that's not believable. (laughs) There's no way that actually happened. It totally (laughs) happened. And it was the funniest fucking thing. And immediately I was like, oh good, because I had no idea why you got me a fucking clock. It's like the um, oh, so if you see online of like the the, the moms who get like the, the like the knockoff video game systems like the Sega Genocide from from like from like some weird old <laughs> you know that common like don't spit know, it up Sean. video game system but like the one that's like oh very obviously like pandering and like you know got the fake characters on it and yeah. everything it's like oh we thought we got you the, the hot new X system and it's like forty dollars and it doesn't work because it doesn't play anything. Well, it's like um, she went to go get my brother a CD way back when this probably like 2001 maybe so she went to coconuts that tells you how long this was uh, ago this was and she's like do you have any buster rhythm (laughs) (laughs) and the dude just started dying buster rhythm (laughs) that buster Uh, rhythm buster rhythm buster rhythm my dad was known, so we were into similar, like, my brother and I were both into, like, you know, the, the typical, like, punk emo music of the, the early 2000s when I was in high school and, and he was in middle school. The only good music out Oh, there. the only good music, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're My Chemical Romance, you're, you're, you're Green Day circa American Idiot, and, um, and because my dad knew this, he would ask for you know, lists for birthday and Christmas and everything. We just put like, you know, Green Day t-shirt or Avenged Sevenfold t-shirt or something. And the only place he knew to get it was Hot Topic and he would just go right after work. And so he quickly became known as like the guy with the suit. Because <laughs> he would just show up in a shirt and tie to Hot Topic with like, you know, people dressed like they're from Hot Topic going like, oh, how's it going? And he was like, they're all so friendly over there. <laughs> That's the best part is they absolutely are. They're the nice, they're very nice. Um, but, uh, um, Sean, what is the nicest, uh, most creative gift you've given or received? Uh, so I'm a terrible gift giver. Mary is very good, but I, I want to just say that as like a, a safety net for myself. <laughs> Mary is, Mary is legitimately great at giving gifts. She gave you that, I think. Oh, the, yeah, the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that random So we're pointing at a, a big, like a, like a, like a plaster dog that we, we spray painted with glitter paint because it fits with the motif of our house, which is just <laughs> glitter. Yeah. Uh, but my, both of my sisters really like to do art and both of them have in the past given me such thoughtful, like art projects as gifts. Like my, one of them that's in my, um in my uh, cubicle at work is an S and my sister drew Luigi on it. Cause, cause he's my favorite of the Mario brothers, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like dope stuff like that where they're like, 
Uh, Tess has painted me like a bunch of pictures and things like that, and it's just yeah. My sisters do a great job because they put a lot of work into what they give me. Okay, all right, that's that's good. Like that, that's the thing. Like as long as you know, it's like okay, they they put some like. You can tell when somebody has made like a super creative gift, and mm-hmm. and, that, and that's that's really important. And like whatever the gift ends up being, like it, you know, as long as you know, like, hey, you you know me, and you've you've taken things that I like, and you've done them in a way that I've never seen them before. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I'm so, I'm really hurt that none of you brought up the cookies I made all of you's for Christmas last year. Well, Rich, I mean, it's, it's not fair to compare uh, your cookies with the guitar because it's just so much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just delicious. Um, they're amazing. But Rich, Rich makes some very delicious cookies and, uh, and uh, you make brownies too? Gluten-free uh, cookies. I make gluten-free cookies, yeah. I make, I make a lot of stuff, yes. All mm-hmm. gluten-free. What's your, uh, what's your plan for this Christmas? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Probably. It's still pretty far out. Probably. It is. He had like a month and a half. Um, Probably what is, different kinds of cookies. What is the Not old? the same selection as last year. The Snickerdoodles were my favorite. I uh, will definitely, because they're my favorite too, so those will definitely be included. What, what is the ultimate Christmas dessert? Like, what's like the one, like baked good, cake, or, or whatever you associate most with the, with the holidays? Um, do you remember those Little Debbie... Um, Swiss, like, Swiss rolls? No, not Swiss rolls. They, they were white... Christmas trees. Yeah. And yeah. I think whenever I think of Christmas, I think of those because when I was in grade school, I would get, we, we'd always get them. Like someone would always bring them in as like the Christmas tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I always think of them. I don't like them very much. They're not good, but they, it's just, it is, it brings me back to a place where I was very happy about Christmas. Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. I think, so my parents made, my mom made Beacon Hill cookies. I have no idea if this is what they're actually called. It's basically just like a double chocolate cookie with, with walnuts and, uh, I, you, know, you don't have to put coconut in if you don't, but like we, for whatever reason, only would have them at Christmas time. And like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's dark chocolate. It's like baker's chocolate and dark chocolate chips and walnuts and a little bit of salt on the outside. And, and mm. it's, it's, mm, it's so good. Um, so that, that's the one I typically like, okay, it's December. I am making vegan. Home cookies. <laughs> uh, uh, those are the rules. Pizzelles. Oh, that's yeah. hundred yeah. percent. That's that what that was going to be mine. Like, that's a great like, pizzelles with some powdered sugar on top. And those little green leaf cookies. That's what I think. Of. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like the old, old grandma, like Italian grandma cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Like I was the most excited when I went to Wegmans couple months back and looked at their gluten-free sections, gluten-free pizzelles. I was like, yes, come December, I'm buying them all. <laughs> yeah, all I think I, I always buy those, um, like, ginger snap cookies in fall and have them with tea. And then when uh, it's pizzelles, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah the, 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 the orange yeah. and black ginger snap box. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I would buy at least a box of a week. Yeah, that's when, so when good. I no. Tim, Tim's all about this. Oh my god! Wow. It, it is it so is gross. a pure pure nostalgia trip for me. I think like in in front of my fireplace at home, and mm-hmm. I'm drinking some tea or whatever, and it's cold. It's my it's one of my favorite things. Mm. I don't get to do enough. Mm. It's it's there's not much many seasonal things that I'm super a fan of, but that's yeah and pizzelles. The, those ginger snaps, you just dip them in milk and you hold it there for ten minutes mm-hmm. while you let them get a little soft, yeah. and then I'm into it. Mm, they're the best. Took yeah, me till I was my, thirteen to realize I didn't like them because every time it was like, oh, this means it's Christmas, and then I eat them. I'm like, these are fucking gross. That's <laughs> no, fine. It's, it's stuff you're willing to put up with when you're when you're younger yeah. if you're not interested. But because it's, oh, it's seasonal. We must just yeah. you know eat this now. My mom used to make the best cookies for Christmas that I think none of you would like. 
potato chip cookies. That sounds awesome. What? All right. Is so, it like so, a, is so it yeah, like a, is it a salty sweet type it's, situation? I think it was like a butter cookie or a sugar cookie with potato chips mixed inside of it and then baked and then topped with powdered sugar. That sounds. I awesome. could see that. Yeah. Those were amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also, that, uh, butter sweet savory. cookies. Mm-hmm. Butter cookies. Those in. blue tins, that like 50-50 shot that it's got sewing supplies and butter cookies <laughs> inside them. Oh, my God. Christmas all Let's the time. Let's be honest. It's like 70-30 sewing supplies. <laughs> and it's sewing supplies. Cookies. It's always sewing supplies. I've literally never seen one without sewing supplies and maybe one that was being prepped for sewing supplies. We were just at uh, – so so my wife and I were just at a wedding in Pittsburgh. And, Sean, you, you may be aware of this, the, the, the cookie table tradition in Pittsburgh weddings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So – uh, for those who aren't familiar, it's a tradition, I guess, in Western PA. I don't know if it's like a Polish thing or, or yeah, what. I, th- I think it's a Polish thing. So it's just... Or an Eastern European thing. Could Yeah, like it's something along those lines because that's like the predominant, you know, the, the, the upbringing up there. But in lieu of a massive or sometimes in addition to a massive birthday cake, um, there will be a large table of desserts and baked goods, predominantly cookies. And it's just every type of cookie known to mankind. So the wedding we were just at was for my cousin Kendra. And they didn't really... They, they cut the cake, but there wasn't really a big cake. There wasn't really enough for everybody. But there were, like, 20 different types of cookies. And I'm only mildly exaggerating. Like, it was just... And it's just yeah, butter no, cookies. It, it is a full spread of just different types of cookies. It's not... 20 is not even close yeah. to an exaggeration. It's legit. Yeah. And, and, and you get it for, like, your family. And sometimes you buy them from the store. But, like, typically, yeah, like, I believe you just pull them from your family. Like, or friends or mm-hmm. something. Say who wants to make something for this for this? It's wedding. like a potluck, but only cookies. It's so good, and I, I think I had about a dozen cookies. Uh, <laughs> it was it was incredible. It was it was such a good night. It was just butter cookies and like brownie cookies and all this good stuff. The cookie table is something that needs to be done in more weddings. Tim, oh, we're not doing a cookie table. You, <laughs> you can fuck off right now. Fuck you. <laughs> all right, I I like the cookie table idea because honestly, I'm not a big cake person anyway. So really. Well, yeah. is it because the gluten or just, uh, just in general? I've never really been big into cakes. Like, I'm more brownies and cookies than I am cakes. And even before the whole gluten stuff, I never had a piece of wedding cake. Really? Yeah. I've been to, me and Sean were talking about it on our way here. I've been to, in the past six years, I've been to, oh, seven. six. Well, he would be, Tim's going to be seven next oh. year. So six weddings. <laughs> Six weddings in the yeah. past six years, and for one of those years, I was gluten-free. The rest of them, I wasn't, and I never had wedding cake. See, I agree that brownies and cookies are probably better, but, like, I'm... The cake is still, like, a, cake. A good pound cake is... Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a place The marble pound cake uh, is... Mm. Uh, stocks in Philly okay. and it has a it has maybe the best pound cake I've ever had in my life yeah. it's just like a pound cake with just like a tiny bit of icing on top and it is oh, ideal oh, especially oh, for like a, bre- a brunch you bring that stocks to brunch <laughs> you have one brunch can... congratulations <laughs> brunch is over I can I can get behind a pound cake <clears throat> just know I'm not an icing person so like mm. and wedding cakes are always murdered with icing that's my yeah, least yeah, favorite part I, I have a coffee cake though you don't have the icing, you just have that crumb topping. And, that crumb and it's topping? basically pound cake. It's, yeah. It doesn't make me think of it as a cake. It makes me think of something else, and that's why I'll eat a coffee cake. Crumb cake, the official cake of the Brose podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Um, all right, the next question. What a conversation. We just had, right? <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> Worth um, it. The next question is... <laughs> 
Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of a 180 on this. What? Where? Where is the strangest place you have peed? I have a very easy answer for this, but I, I, I'm, I'm curious to to where everybody else lays on this one. Hmm. On the tire of somebody's truck at Firefly. Okay. We've yeah. all done that, Richie. <laughs> but that's still, See, that's or wait, Richard, I'm sorry. For me. So Firefly, the music festival, um, we'll, we'll get together in a group and and drive down and, and camp out for like seven, five, six days. It's basically the, the northeastern equivalent of Bonnaroo. And, you know, the John is is kind of far away. And, you know, you're you're not always capable of making it that far or waiting that far. It's, it's, you're looking at like a 15 to 20 minute trek. So the other option is just pop open a car door and establish a single spot. And uh, there you go yeah. for six days. It's not only a 15 to 20 minute trek. It's a 15 to 20 minute trek plus possibly a line. Yes. So yeah, it's uh, we would yeah we were just like all right where's the pee spot right here nobody walk here with barefoot and <laughs> yep and just don't pee in the car yeah so it always ended up peeing on like a tire or something like a door would be held open so that no one could see you and you I just. I'm very pee shy. (laughs) It's hard. It would take like a day and a half for me to do that. It became ubiquitous enough for our group where um, my uncle, uh, the one that that we were discussing earlier with the the Hard Rock concert, uh, loaned us our, uh, let us borrow his truck uh, to bring down. And he just pulled me aside and said, listen, I trust you. You know what you're doing with the truck. Alex, talk to me a little about what goes on. Just don't pee on my truck <laughs> I was like don't worry Uncle George you're good we are going to establish a separate pee spot away from the truck um, so that's a good one that's a, that's a good weird yeah, pee spot yeah. um, alright I'll go because I, I, I have a pretty solid one so Tim um, you might know this from when we went to Moss uh, we went out to uh, karaoke bar at Moss and then had a couple of adult beverages okay. and in fact earlier in the evening um, we were trying to kill some time to to allow our, our to, to sober up a little bit, and so we walked all the way out to a Wawa and back. And then I went to my car and realized I still need to sober up a little bit, and also I have to pee really <laughs> badly. And so in the in the in the municipal parking lot of Westchester, the the free parking that's in like the back corner, like close to where the park is, the one across um, from the courthouse, or yes. Right across from the courthouse. Uh, I was like, That's well, where mine is. Since we're... Oh, <laughs> so totally like, well, different story. a little bit, I may as well. So, I, you know, in the parking garage in Westchester across from the courthouse is probably the strangest place that I've I've uh, I've peed. Hmm. That's a good one. It's, a, it's, it's <laughs> solid, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. So, like, my, mine's in the same place, but a completely different circumstance. Same exact spot, too. Uh, well, I don't know which spot you peed in, but... Um, 26B. So, <laughs> I don't think that's how the number um, But more or less, uh, it might have been a post-karaoke night. It might have just been a post-bar crawl night. It doesn't really matter. But uh, more or less... Relieved myself on somebody's car uh, tire wheel, utilized the back seat for other activities, and then came back out to do the same thing, and that car was no longer there. I'm like, oh, all right, I guess I gotta be on someone else's tire. <laughs> you found a I hope car? you enjoyed the show. <laughs> so that's the weirdest one I got. All right, all right, it's fair. So, so 
uh, memo to like the the local board of Westchester. Like you may you, do a little work on the uh, on the garage there. Six garage. years ago, we're okay now. Eh. I mean, we're okay. We don't pee there anymore. That's true. Yeah, I live I live too far away for that. Um, Sean. Uh huh. I don't know. It's that's hard. I haven't peed in like super weird places. I did though. On the way to my bachelor party, I just, I was like, it was one of those situations where, like, you're like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then slowly it builds and you're like, oh, this is, like, a needs-to-happen situation. Or, like, guess what? We're not having my bachelor party. (laughs) And so we pulled into uh, a gas station and we're like, do you have a bathroom? And they were like, no. So I peed on their dumpster. (laughs) Classy. Yeah, I was with my brother. I was with my brother and some other dude. And I was like, I was like, Francis, we need to pull over right now. Like, you don't understand. Ah. He was like, can't you wait? We'll be there in like five minutes. I was like, literally, no. (laughs) This is not a, this is not a drill. (laughs) We are tempting fate as it is. Yeah. When you gotta go, you gotta go. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, all right, good pee talk, everyone. Um, the next item is how how are we uh how are we doing? Uh, we are at one fifty four. Oh my god! So we might. So we're we're about an hour. So let's let's blitz through these last two. Um. Uh. Okay. So one of them just says episode airing eleven six. Remind everybody to vote. Okay, we did. That. Everybody, please vote. Um, <laughs> we've the, got that. Women don't need to remind us. Uh, the, the the women in our lives do not need to remind us. Yeah. Please go out and vote. Uh, the last question then is reaction to pants feet by DJ Cumberbund. Now. Tim knows what pants feet is. Yes, I think I you both do. do too. But Tim, I'm going to leave this up to you because this is huge. This is huge, and I absolutely know this came from Martha because she's the only one who would know what that is. Um, so as everyone knows, Brose's favorite brand is Nickelback. Of course, the official band of Brose mm-hmm. after Lifehouse. <laughs> after Lifehouse, yeah, and we're forgetting Creed, guys. Creed, what about that's like Creed? Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's like yeah, Creed, yeah. Nickelback, Lifehouse. And um, Creed again. It's Creed. Kobe. Kobe. You gotta be honest about Kobe. Scap looking a different direction. <laughs> well, it's Scap. Scap looking at himself. Yeah, of like, course. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Gazing lovingly into his own eyes. So DJ Cummerbund on YouTube. Look him up. He's a great guy. He's got wonderful music. But what he's known for is taking unusual mashups of songs. So he has a great cover. He, wonderful mashup, but uh. One of the ones we put on Matt's CD was, uh, oh no, I wanted to put it on your CD, was Kiss singing I Want to Rock uh, rock All Night and Party rock Every and Day. Rock, rock All Night. Yeah. But the instrumentals were for Easy Like Sunday Morning, and it just fits perfectly. Like, it's phenomenal. So he does a lot of stuff like that. Okay. But, the, but Pants Feet... Is he takes like the the instrumentals for I think it's photograph. It's photograph, yeah. And then he takes like the opening line of Figured You Out. Is it Figured You Out? I can never yes. remember what this is called. But the first line is I like your pants around your feet. So yes. the entire song mm. is that lyric just mix matched all around, and then he makes this epic chorus out of it. Yeah. It's like I like your pants around your feet. I like your feet around your pants. <laughs> I like your pants. Pants, feet, feet, pants. I like your pants around your pants. I like your feet around your feet. And then it just like echoes, pants, feet, 
Feet pants. So I heard that on Preston and Steve, and they just played a bunch of his stuff, and I fucking love that song. So I had to put that on Matt's uh, Volume 2 CD for the bridal party. I can safely say that it is in the top two of remixes of Photograph by Nickelback, with the second one being uh, Look at This Graph, and it's just the YouTube of, of Chad Kroger holding like a graph, and it's seven seconds long. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very, it's, it's so stupid. It's well but it's, done, it's but it's, it's dumb so, as shit. It, that's, uh, it's, uh, one of the first video memes. Yeah. Look at this graph. <laughs> graph, graph, graph. Yeah, and that's, that's it. Because that came out right around the time that started happening, because that was like 04 or 05 when Photograph came out, I want to yeah. say. So that was around when this kind of stuff was becoming ubiquitous, but Pants Feet, um, basically just takes that to a whole nother level and it lasts for like the whole four and a half minutes of whatever nickel <laughs> photograph lasts it's, for. it's beautiful it's fucking great it is a it is a one note hit but it is a it hits that one note really well, really well. <laughs> over and over and over again uh, so anyway that's that's my reaction to Pants Feet uh, Rich your thoughts I have none. All right, great. No. All right. We'll no. revisit this at the beginning of episode three. You guys have to listen in between now and then. Okay. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll forget yeah. about it, too. That's all right. All right. Well, that's going to conclude episode 2.2. Uh, we got to make moves because this is taking a long time. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MCasnell. Rich. Uh, B underscore Walnuts. Sean. Hey, it's SOB. Timmy Hansen. Uh, Tim R. Hansen. Spell it like Mbop. And you can follow the show on Twitter at uh, Brose underscore podcast. Brose. 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 Follow us on Facebook and uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. So for Sean and Rich and Tim, this is Matt. Saying have a great night. And as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go birds. So we went to see, this was Mayhem Festival in Atlantic City a couple years, uh, no, uh, Camden a couple years ago. And I was event, there. You were there, yeah, that's right, you were there. No, I wasn't there with you, but I was You there. went with someone else. <laughs> and uh, an event Simple was headlining, and my uncle's like, yeah, he's like in his early 50s, but he's like a metalhead, he likes a black label society and stuff. So like, oh, this will be right up his alley. And in the middle of it, there are like five songs in, and I go like, oh, what do you think so far? He's like... There's so much fire. There's like pyrotechnics everywhere for revenge, and so they get into fiction, which is a song they wrote for the Rev, uh, the drummer when he when he died. And I said, "Oh, this is their ballad." He they wrote it for their drummer who died a couple years ago, and he said, "What did he die from? The fire?" So, <laughs> <laughs> like, happy Halloween, everyone.